You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Abraham Alexander. This guy has lived one hell of a life, and what's wild is how his career is just getting started. He was born in Greece, raised in Fort Worth, Texas, and has spent a lot of time in London. It was in London where he worked on the majority of the music that makes up his upcoming debut EP. The songs show the different areas that soul music could touch, and get this, he even got to record at Abbey Road's studio. Like I said, this guy has already lived one hell of a life. On this episode, we go into his youth, how he found himself in London, and a track-by-track breakdown of his upcoming EP, which is out this week on September 13th. This is the 405 Exchange with Abraham Alexander. Enjoy. You cry, I try, but things stay the same. This is a no song I sing. That's turned So, for, so thanks for taking the time for this uh, chat today. Yeah, thank you for for even coming out. You, you know, it's a uh, first start of the tour my first tour ever and so just trying to soak it up as much as possible so um, thank you for being here yeah of course this is always one of my favorite type of talks where in a lot of ways we get to kind of introduce you to like a bigger audience and to like a lot of people out there in the world Mm -hmm. i'm more than sure there's people familiar with your music already but knowing that there's gonna be more people getting to know from you off this is always cool um and on that note it's always helpful to kind of go back to the beginning when did music enter your life uh, I would say music from from a young age. So my, my my birth dad played music and was a musician and toured around and stuff. And um, so I, I grew up around music and my birth mom like sang and um, and and they played together. So always in the house growing up, there there was always music. Um, but it wasn't like a, a a love for me. It wasn't a priority. I was just just being around it was was good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. And, you know, one of the really cool things uh, about reading up on you is that you grew up, the way you grew up was very interesting, to say mm. the least. Mm. Um, for people listening who might not know, you were born in Greece and then you moved to Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, grew up in Greece and lived there for 11 years and then moved to Arlington, um, which is like DF, like Dallas, Fort Worth area. And so, Arlington's like right in the middle. Yeah. Um, and so for the first like five years or so I was in Arlington and went to high school there and then went to college in Fort Worth and been there ever since and so Fort Worth is is home but just that whole going from from Greece and and just kind of how the the vibe is to something like Fort Worth and and it's known for just cowboys and like that's just the notoriety that it gets but um, and even just coming to the states in general, and just in my head, I was like, "Am I gonna have to ride horses now?" To you know, because <laughs> it was like Texas. Am I gonna have to ride horses now to school? Or I'd be in wagons, and um, but it's 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 beautiful, man. I I love I love the city. I love the state. Um, and there's something special cultivating within there. So yeah, and you were 11 when you moved there, right? To Fort Worth, or uh yeah correct i was 11 uh and so like i didn't know i didn't know anything like for me as i was moving just that thought like this was my world um and and to move at such a young age you know even though i didn't have like friends or anything like that that was still my home that was still what i've always known 
and I remember uh, just vivid uh, you, you know I, I can see it the the skies just being completely different yeah and it was, it was wild and, and I was just crying <laughs> <laughs> well before we hit the recorder we kind of talked about it from my perspective too how I mm-hmm. kind of have a similar thing of like growing up a bit in the UK in between here and I think what's really wild from that perspective when you do end up being here on a long-term basis that young like in school you do find yourself reading about all these different places and like, yeah I always found it like with my classmates they would kind of treat other countries as almost like fantastical almost like kind of like so far away out of reach but there's a weird thing of being sat there and recognizing of like oh I have that perspective mm. even a little bit like knowing other places do exist it's it's mad like I'm extremely grateful for for the the upbringing and the fact that I had the opportunity at such a young age to live somewhere else because now I have a, a unique and, and just sense and love for culture yeah. to begin with and and a hunger to travel and see things and I I've, I've met people that are like yeah I'd never want to step out of Texas or I've never stepped out of Texas you, you know which yeah. not just this not just the like the country but the state and yeah. and to me that's just mind-boggling um, I think the best education that you could ever have is traveling like, 100% yeah, that like it's better than you, you know going to some four degree and, and, and just traveling you get to learn so much about yourself you know you get to learn how to stay safe and be smart and and uh, uh, but just relate with people and if you don't then they'll treat you like shit so yeah. like you know <laughs> it sounds like a really silly way to put it but I don't know any better way to but I feel like what I've gathered from traveling and why it's so important as well for me is that there is something really empowering about seeing other people in other places living their lives normally like just observing that there's something about that true there's there's something unique and 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 not just but but seeing how other people do things um and not in in a like comparing yourself with them but in just experiencing what they're experiencing and not just that but being able there's a quote i can't remember who it's by but but um, it's it says some of this thing nature like why do we travel, um, and it's it's so that we come back like going and coming back is not the same as never leaving. Yes. Um, and which is really interesting. Like if you go and and just leave and travel, like you always come back different. You it's not like you never left and stayed there. Like something changes and something clicks for you, and uh, and not just that but you also see yourself in a different light yeah. and others see you in a different light as well that's uh, very true yeah and so i'm i'm always an advocate for cultures and 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 connecting and that was you know I, I'm, I'm a big sports guy and um i played football not american football but the right. right football you know i played played and what I love about it is the fact that that is the essence of what we're trying to achieve is multiple people coming together for one cause, whatever that may be, but people of different natures uh, or, or, or different backgrounds and, and different ethnicities and culture coming together and rallying up for one cause. Even when there's racism outside of the team, the whole team rallies up and says no to racism, you, yeah. you, you, you know, or, or whatever they cause may be, like they always rise to the equation, you, you know, uh, the women's, you, you know, USA soccer team just just fighting for rights, you, you, you know, and, um, and, and equality, and I think that's, 
super unique, whatever they cause may be, but just coming together as one and like that, you only get that from traveling and experiencing different cultures. Um, yeah. So it's completely true. And man, you really must have had some teachers mad that you wouldn't play American football when you were in high school, huh? No, I I did, <laughs> I did, I played. So, <laughs> so you played American football and soccer. I did, I did. Yeah. So this uh, funny story. So so um, my family signed me up for football. And uh, thinking that it was football, ah, and so the first the first day we're running sprints to see like who's the skill player, who's got the agility, and so we run a hundred yard dash and I beat everyone by like ten yards, (laughs) like easy. I'm not even bragging. Yeah, yeah, humble brag, easy, (laughs) you know. And uh, then the next day, like, I'm getting pads and all this. And I was like, oh, it's American football. I was like, this is not for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. But he's like, I'm not letting you quit. You just beat my f- <laughs> you, you know, you just beat everyone, my fastest guy from last year, by, like, 10 yards. Um, and uh, he taught me the game. Uh, yeah, he taught me the game. I, I, I would watch him, him play Madden, uh, which is, like, the, you know, yeah. football game. And uh, he, it's crazy, like my senior, he came to like every single game that I had, because uh, I played American football throughout um, high school as well, just because I, I, again, I fell in love with it, but I also played soccer, um, and I played soccer in college, you, you know, ended up not playing American football and, and, and playing soccer, but it was, uh, it was fun, it was still like just a different culture and just like the the mentality of both sports are completely different but it was still like unique to see and and just the way a, a coach can can speak words to rally someone up you, you know and 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 football the coach doesn't really, really curse at you or yell at you like it's more motivational and and you know they they can say like every single cuss word in the book and 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 you're getting pumped up you you know so it was like really unique to to experience that um and and it definitely helped me like plug in within the culture and 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 make friends so that's pretty sick um you know one of the things that leapt out i mean when i was reading up about you and Mm -hmm. you know definitely tell me if you don't want to jump into this but i couldn't help but notice about like how when it came to leaving Greece, there was something in regards to racial tensions. And Greece is one of those places I've always wanted to visit. I know mm-hmm. a bit, of course, of like books and movies and things like mm-hmm. that, but I've never been. And I'm kind of curious, like when I read that, I couldn't help but wonder what was going on at that period of time that would cause, uh, I'm not, you know, I imagine yeah. both your parents are black as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, there there was, um, you know, the economy collapsing was, was massive. And yeah. so that was like the, the, rise like you could see the rise of 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 the economy lapse that was about to happen and so just racial tension and 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 people losing their jobs and so um man it was it it was tough like i remember me and my brothers um and and my mom going to a supermarket and a bags of a, a, a bag of chips fall down and i pick it up and put it back up and and some lady was like why'd you put that back? No one's going to buy it because you touched it, you, you know? And so like that, and, and I'm, you know, 10 years old trying to figure out like what is happening. Like I, I, I wasn't aware because there's that, like that, that innocence of a child, that glass sitting ceiling hasn't broken yet. Yeah. And so I'm trying to comprehend what is happening and, and literally the whole supermarket just like ganged up on us. 
um, and, and and so that that was my first experience of seeing it firsthand. You know, I was I was definitely like not a perfect kid, so I would get in trouble all the time in school, and but I wasn't sure why like that was. And then looking back and now being an adult and and that ceiling been broken countless times and and now I can recollect and say oh so this is so this was what was going on it was it, it was the racism you know but um, I haven't been back since but but I heard that things are getting better and the economy's on the rise you know them them having the bell out and they were in drachmas before then they went to euros and I think they are back to drachmas and are trying to to bring the economy back up I haven't really caught up but I I would love to go back that is definitely like a, a, a checklist of mine for just to go back home and and, yeah. and go to my old school if it's still up there I don't know <laughs> yeah go to my old school and, and, and see but I love going back and seeing uh, yearbook pictures and just I'm the only speck of pe- <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's how it was for me whatever. <laughs> wow. like it's kind of funny, so we grew up in London, and um, I did mostly schooling here in the States, but mm-hmm. uh, it was always like middle like uh, middle class schools, like kind of like high, like my parents were always the type of black family that could afford the smallest house in the nicest area. It was always yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something that's funny about growing up that way, and the way you just described dealing with that, I always struggle to explain this to friends of mine um, now, but when you're young and you're black, it's only ever in hindsight you're able to realize that racism was ever part of your life or correct that innocence you were talking about as a child it's so much of like and i should point because you know people are listening audio wise in case you didn't see the artwork with my face on it i'm black <laughs> you can hear my voice <laughs> what's funny is like when you experience racism in those young moments in your life you're only ever seeing yourself so much as a human it's hard to even conceptualize that other people don't mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's where it comes from. Absolutely, because like obviously, and and after that, because of that innocence being broken, I think that's like in the back of our heads. Yeah. Ever like as soon as we get to a room, I'm constantly trying to scan the room, and and see if I am going to be uncomfortable in any way because of being the only one there, or, and I think that's not the same case vice versa. I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. A good example for me, I was just at a wedding recently, and uh, the bride and groom, more the bride is a conservative, and she has conservative family members, mm-hmm. and I've never met them, but prior to going to the wedding, I had it back in my mind where, you know, obviously there's racist liberal people that exist, oh, right? yeah. and we could all, like, call a spade a spade, predominantly mm-hmm. there's a lot of racist conservative people, and I went into the back of my mind thinking, like, am I going to feel uncomfortable at any point here? Yeah, and, and that that is, like, that after that glass was broken that is like the every time i go in a room or 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 wherever it may be that's always in the back of my head that that ticks and it's more of a protection thing it's more of a safeguard of of making sure that i never put myself in a situation where that happens to me no completely where where i am disrespected in a way and i have to act a fool yeah. <laughs> you know or, have or to speak on something yeah like and 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 so um it's 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 wild and but also i think it's also a gift like it's it's given us the ability to again scan a room and see and in a in in, in a split second know whether you need to be there or not yeah. You know, I think we, we ha- because of that, we have that innate ability now. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a blessing. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, before we jump into the music, I want yes. to talk about, about a little bit about how you eventually found yourself in London. Um, that's a second home to me. I love London so much. And I wonder, what do you feel was that led you there? So uh, the city of Fort Worth took um, a few music musicians to to London and just like a, a, a showcase of talent. And that to me just rocked my world, just being able to go back to my my home, being able to go back to Europe and, and not just that, but a lot of the similarities and the things that I love with the culture and, and not just that, but now I am, because I'm American, now I'm I'm different. I'm unique in a way, and yeah. and so that just sparked such a um, amazing interest for me, um, and that just started the love affair with London. Um, and the only thing that I don't like is the food, but we won't go. There. Yeah, we don't have to go <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. We don't have to go there. Yeah, I mean they do pork kind of well, but that's kind of a problem. Even that's being kind. Yeah, but you, you know, have to have beer with it over there. You can't just <laughs> it by itself. Like you, you have to have everything with beer. You know, yeah. that, that's why people are drunk all the time over there. It's because the food is so bland. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like man, you colonized the whole world, and you couldn't steal spice from nobody. You had the Indias, you no know. Spice. You had the Asians, <laughs> the Africans, and you couldn't get no spice from nobody. You don't. You think that would have been integrated a long ass? Yeah, time. I gotta take some salt and pepper when I go to London <laughs> um, so what we're going to be doing next and this is going to be the main fixture of the talk yeah. is that you have this EP that's coming out soon yes. I got to live with it it's a beautiful body of work. thank you this next portion talk because the EP is so short in its sense we're mm -hmm. going to have the opportunity to go into every song does yes. that sound good to you? yeah yeah that's perfect awesome alright so the first tune of yours that I heard was Lover's Game and mm -hmm. it kicks off the EP as well mm -hmm. that tune is such a fucking mood setter and yeah. it has a very cinematic quality to it mm -hmm. uh, tell me about how this one came together uh, so f first coming back from from um, I came back from London in, in May and I, I was talking with a friend of mine and he was just sharing kind of like his issues with his girl that he was with and just kind of the the it being hard to really connect with someone because of of how we are and if he tries to say something that's honest and true she completely negates that because someone else might have said the same thing who hurt her yeah. and so like where if if i say hey you have you know your eyes are be beautiful and you're like yeah that's what the other you know that's yeah, what the exactly. other dude told me you, you, you know yeah that's what the other dude told me and and um now you're hearing lies in my words and and so like that that sparked something in me and so i was driving and and then those like those lyrics start to come out and i i love driving especially just in in my city and just getting lost and that was like the mood that set it for me was just being able to drive and and just the bass and uh that's kind of how the song came to it came to life and it was very just it was like a modern uh or like this modern and retro kind of fused together and, and trying to bring some of that old soul and infuse some of the modern and electronic within it and just give it new life and i think i think we definitely did justice to that song in in in, in doing so um and just the message, you, you know, it's it's good, but the mood in general is what I want people to feel. It's just the the ability to just vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think what's really a great achievement of the vibe of the song is how 
it the song essentially plays with space where there's guitars there's keys there's drums and your vocal but it never feels crowded yeah yeah absolutely and and that bass being that thing that holds everything together but it never does feel like there's too much and and definitely um give a shout out to to modern electric and and and, and the guys that played on that and abby road for mastering that so um yeah it was it was it's it's one of my favorites and playing it live is 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 unique and there's like a five minute like i could have gone seven minutes with it there's like a, a five minute version but the, the team is like nah you're gonna have to cut that down to three minutes I mean, that song sounds like it could be on fucking blade runner or something oh man yes yeah that's what i need i need it to be on blade runner so i, so I can get paid yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. i feel yeah, that so i'm not broke no more <laughs> So the next one is um, Stay. Stay is a track that's such a sincere song, and it shows how you can infuse a guitar-driven soul sound with R&B. What Mm. I'm keen to hear about this one is how, essentially, the song is so simple, but you're able to expand on it while you're working on it. What was that like? Man, I think at the end of the day, it's those simple songs that that work. You you know, look, we wrote that song so, so fast, I feel like, and... But it was def. I, I was vulnerable in a way where, like, it wasn't like this elaborated thing. But I was very specific and very just uh, touching those points of like what I was feeling in that moment, and not trying to sugarcoat it or make it pretty. I was just like, "This is how I feel, and this is it." Um, and again, just just to, the just not knowing and i think we all go through this transition a moment where we don't know whether to stay or to go or if i should take that job or if i should continue with this girl uh should i sell this house like you don't know but um and and i was in that stage and i was like well i just need to take that 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 step and and no matter what the step that i take is the best decision um that was but i i wanted again just i want soul to be the essence of everything because I think that's soul can be in, in, in anything but when someone says all oh, that soul music it means like it connected with you yeah. it, it, it resonated with you resonated with your soul and 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 um, you can relate to it and so I that's what I want with every single one of my songs is to be relatable and to people I'll ultimately I want a, a room full of strangers and in 30 minutes for us to be family. And so you can only do that with, with, with songs that connect. Um, and that was one of them. Well, I mean, in regards to stuff you can relate to, I definitely hope someday I can relate to the problem of needing to sell a house. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to sell a house. Yes. <laughs> hey, that was just a, you know, yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and the music video, it says, I don't know if you've seen it, but no, did, I haven't seen the video. I saw the lovers game video, but not the same video. Yeah, Stay Video is so be. It's like one of my favorites, and and immediately, like I had uh, an an idea of what we wanted, and it's it's my my family just recently sold a house that I grew up in, and uh, it was just me in the pool, and so like yeah. it was very. Um, it's, it was really beautiful and just the fact just to be free and uh and and just the memories that we got to share but at the same time now we have like we can make new ones because we left the old one behind yeah um so yeah super super excited i totally got that before i go into this next track here yeah. um just something popped in my head i was gonna bring up i forgot but what you said about having the experience of like you know being american now and then going into europe uh, are you familiar with this the comedian uh, Patrice O'Neill by any chance? No. I would highly recommend going down like a YouTube rabbit hole after yeah. the show. Uh, he's okay. just like 
very hilarious Biden comedian. He's someone like Dave Chappelle would very much respect. Oh right. man, I love Dave too. Dave yeah. is like, I'm not much of like the dry comedy. I like I and or 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 that like the acting out stuff like just being able to just throw the punchlines and 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 make make me laugh like dave is my all-time favorite yeah dave uh, is great the reason yeah. i bring patrice up is because he has a joke and i feel comfortable butchering it now because it'll still hit when you do hear it <laughs> but he has a joke about what it's like being black and american and traveling and it's mm-hmm. like in america it feels like you're uh when you're in europe and you're black it feels like you're Superman and you're amongst all the humans. <laughs> and they see your powers. They see you flying around and shooting lasers and shit. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But then he's like, when you go back to America, you're Clark Kent. You're just Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, America is a kryptonite. It is gone. <laughs> <laughs> if that ain't the truth, I don't know what it is. Right? I heard that, and I yeah. died. like what you're doing. Like it killed me. I was yeah, like, that's what I, it feels like. Yeah, I feel invisible when I go out. You yeah. know, it's it's a mix. <laughs> <laughs> and coming back, I'm like, wah, wah. <laughs> maybe the Scandinavian version. No, oh, I am. They fucking love barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I lived there for a bit, like for like two months. Uh, Stockholm, Gothenburg, and there's a town called Vosteros. Yeah. No joke, I had the exact thought, like, wow, my mom loves me so much, but she has not loved me as a Yo, but like, like, Stay is really doing well in, in like, uh, Stockholm in Sweden, and, uh, which is wild, so I definitely need to go and, and, and say hi. So, well, I mean, if you have a girlfriend, I hope she doesn't listen to this. She's going to be like, well, you'll never go to Sweden. She'll be like, that's not allowed. Yeah, you can't go. You, you can't. can't. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll write it down for you so you can see it. After please, you, please. So but uh, yeah, we arrive at America, a track that is very straightforward. Mm. Um, and what I love is that it's straightforward, yet there's still so much poetry within the words. Like, yeah. There's still a lot of imagery and a lot of uh, things to be, you know, essentially, like, illustrated. And yeah. um, I wonder, what was a challenging aspect of writing this one from a lyrical perspective? I, honestly, this this one was probably the easiest that I've ever written. Um because of what led to me writing the song. So there's a shooting that took place in Dallas um, and it was um, a, a protest against, you know, police brutality and, and, and young black men just being shot at. And, uh, and then during the protest, five police officers died because uh, there was a gunman uh, that, that, that went after them. And so for me, it was like, man, like at the end of the day, like they were there to protect the, the, the protest that was going on and, and they were trying to protest against the brutality and there's like this this I don't know what it is within now or if it was orchestrated but th- there there was a dialogue that wasn't quite heard um, or, or, or there wasn't a dialogue between the police and, and, and the black community um, and there was this um, intensity or, or what's the this this animosity that that you can cut with the knife um and and for me it was like man what can i do to help what can i do to 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 do something and 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 at the same time trying to still be okay and 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 value my life and and 
when you think of something that has value, like why does it have values? Because of what someone is willing to give for it. You know, when, when you see a painting and it's like, it's just a black dot and it just sold for $3 million because someone's willing to pay $3 million for it. And so that's the worth. And so thinking back on on my, my, my race and people were willing to give their lives just for me to be in a room that's diverse. And so that inspired me to write that song and, and pay homage to the ones that sacrificed so much just for me to to, to, to be myself and just for me to do what it is that I felt like <clears throat> would would benefit me and my family uh, without um, scrutiny and so that was um, the that was how the song came came to be birthed but it, it I wrote it just thinking it was just gonna be for me really? yeah just like hey this is something that I just need to get out of my chest uh, and then a friend of me heard it was like no you need to put this out now um, and so, yeah, if it wasn't for them, you'd just be in like one of those lock boxes. Um, but I think it's a, it's, it's a powerful song and, and, and I hope, and again, it's not me trying to cause more division, but it's me trying to open up and, 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 and give a mirror and, and for, for people to see a different perspective and, um, change, change your view on, on what you think it is. And, and at the same time, um, giving strength to those that feel like they're they have no hope and 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 that every you know there's there's um uh you know it's america you land of the free you tell me to run with their shackles on me and just kind of taking those away and, yeah. and and um yeah so yeah and you know the musical aspect of the song is interesting as well because obviously there's a lot of energy but the function of it does a job uh, a great job of keeping the listener quite engaged mm -hmm. uh what was it like to kind of work with the percussive element of the track? Because I think um, that's really great. Then yeah, there's a guy named Will Hunt from 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 Fort Worth, and he's a phenomenal producer. And um, we were just really strategic with that, and 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 the sounds of um, just gospel and and but but still giving those elements of just rawness and 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 we thought that we could get that with the drums and the intensity, and so like he. He he's a percussive guy, so that was like his specialty. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I think it it really does help kind of keep your attention, and and you want to know those words and and what's being said because of how the percussion is placed within the song, um, and and so like effortlessly done, and and I think it fits so well. Yeah, and we're we're right with the last track. Mm -hmm. uh, be honest, did three did three thirty five. Uh, come from listening to Kanye West at like 2 a.m. No, but <laughs> one of the producers uh, or, or the producer that, that, that I work with, I call him White Kanye. Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I call him White Kanye. Yeah, I call him White Kanye. He loves that. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah, so, he's, so uh, there's this picture of us. And I'm wearing my hat, and uh, it's me. Uh, it's it's one of the guys that plays guitar with me, and he's super tall, and then him. And so, I uh, I captioned it myself was Will I'm not <laughs> uh, the tall guy. He look kind of looks like the weekend, but I was like weekday. <laughs> and then and then White Kanye, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it, man, that, that song has so much energy and so unique in so many different ways. And I feel like brings so many different elements in just one song that you, it's, it, and not just that, not just the elements, but also the lyrics and the meaning behind the song. Um, and if you're not careful, you think it's just a pump up song, you, you know, but yeah. then when you hear the lyric, you're like, oh, this, he's, he's trying to go deep. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all jokes aside, this mm. one is a really special way to end the EP. Uh, people definitely overuse the term genre bending, but I mm. do feel like it's very applicable here. Mm. Um, I honestly wouldn't know how to describe a track like that. And I very much love that. Would you say that was the ultimate, like, you know, goal with it? Yeah. I think the, the, the ultimate goal, like this, this, this EP is definitely not like, oh, this is his genre. And that's what I want because I never want to be put in a box ever. And I want to have the freedom to go anywhere I want and the freedom to express myself. Because like, if you want someone to be the same all their lives or, or say like the worst thing anyone can ever tell you is never change. Yeah. Literally, that's the worst advice anyone could give you because they don't want the best for you. Like, like change is required for growth. Um, and, and so that's, I, I wanted this EP to allow me to keep growing, but at the same time to break all the rules that I can. And, um, but at the same time have amazing message and, and vibes and lyrics and, and, um, for, for people to connect to. And so, but, but this 335 is definitely a special one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we've arrived to end. But before we like sign off, uh, you know, we've talked about the music, and mm -hmm. it's also good to point out that technically this is like your first proper U.S. tour, right? This is my first tour ever. Uh, really? Yeah, first tour ever. So it, you know, I I, I wrote with Ben um, in London when I went, and so that's how we met. Um, and he's such a beautiful soul, and I'm extremely grateful um, to to be here and, and to showcase just everything that I've worked on. Um, and so, yeah, just for him to, to give me that ability to, to come out is, is amazing. And uh, 31, 31 dates is, is wild. As the first one, like, I'm just jumping in the water. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which I, I feel like is the best way. And will kind of prove to myself, like, this is what I want. Personally, for you, though, how does it feel to know that you're hitting this milestone now? Like, first tour, like, what does that feel like? Uh, I'm, I'm still dazed. It doesn't feel real. Uh, I'm, again, I'm just blessed. Like, this was the way I, I I know this was divine because I never thought of it for myself. Really? You, you know, it's it's one of those. It wasn't like a a path for me, and uh, and the fact that it's it's coming out and I feel more myself than I've ever felt um, is is to let you know that it's not my doing, but 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 someone greater. So. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Jay Brown, yeah. thanks for finding the time to yeah, travel. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ken. Yeah, I appreciate that. I Absolutely. really appreciate you too, man. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you do tonight. I'll uh, lower your expectations. Lower <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah we're in U.S. right now. <laughs> I'm Clark Kent. If we're in Europe, I'll be Superman. So. In this lover's game, you cried, I tried, but things stayed the same.